You're listening to a DM podcast. Felt nice to be kissed again. At that time, that was like the first time I experienced a French French kiss. But I don't really like French kissing that much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. This episode is our second last episode for the year. And here to help me reminisce is my producer, Mandy. Hello, Mandy. Hi, Michael. How are you going? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Not too bad. I just had that thing that we're not allowed to mention on the podcast. Yes, thank you for not mentioning that word. (laughs) And I'm recovering, so... I'm better, that's for sure. That's good. So, it's been a while since we've caught up. We certainly have. There's been lots happening in your world, and I think we need to talk about it. Yes. So, let's get started. So, you've got a bit of a wry smile going on there. Do you want to tell everybody about your dating life for the last few months? Because there's been a bit of action. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to talk about that. Well, as you all know, I had that date with Sarah um, back in September and we're still communicating but we're still um, FaceTiming each other on weekends and uh, still sending each other messages on a daily basis. Recently she sent me a voice message where she briefly mentioned love you lots and I was like say what now? (laughs) Um, So I don't know about you but when When I'm talking to friends and family, I will often say, love you or love you lots. Huh. Do you? With a lot of my female friends, I say I love them, yeah. Not romantically, of course. Well, how do you think Sarah meant that message? Do you think she meant it romantically? I don't think so. And plus, it's way too early for us to um, even come to that bridge. But you can love each other as friends. Yeah, of course. That I think that's what she implied. Yeah. And I was going to visit her in, in Perth this month, but the flights were too expensive. Yeah. Well, Christmas, and, I guess. Yeah, I know. And so, I've decided that I will go in the in the last week of February. How exciting. And will you be taking Sarah on another date when you go? Yes, of course. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Sarah's not the only person that you've dated in the last little while. No, she isn't. I actually um, had a, a few dates with another woman. I'm not going to mention her name. Okay. But she's older than me by eight years. Right. And the strangest thing happened. What? She kissed me. Wow, Michael. How did it you feel? Fr- Hang on, stop. How did you feel? Uh, it, being kissed... Felt nice. Was that your first proper romantic kiss? Uh, actually, no. The first time I ever got kissed on the lips was back in July. Oh, that's by the fan. The the fan that stopped you and asked if they could kiss you. Well, yeah. Okay. But this was the first proper kiss by somebody that you were... Yeah. ...connected to. So, yeah, um, it felt... Kissing... It felt nice... Felt nice to be kissed again... At that time, that was like the first time I experienced a French French kiss. Wow. But I don't really like French kissing that much. Okay, why is that? Because to me, it's like a breach of hygiene. Well, yeah. I mean, kissing in general is a breach of hygiene, right? Because you're swapping saliva. Kissing a, 
a peck on the on the lips isn't so bad, but French kissing it definitely is. Mm. And um, after a, after a few dates, I I realized that I couldn't feel anything romantic for her, and told her in person that I wanted to decided that I'd like to be friends with her. Yep. How did she take that? She took it well, and she's she was quite happy to remain friends as well. Excellent, Michael. It sounds like you dealt with that really well, like a, a, a you know, just an honest conversation. I could have I could have just told her over the phone or by text, but I can't. No, I agree. I think you've done it the very gentlemanly way and the most respectful way. And even even a recording of myself saying the words is not a great is not a great way either. No, I think definitely a conversation. Good on you. And also, it kind of it made me realise a couple of things. Yeah? I kind of would like to be with someone closer to my age. Okay. Because I feel like eight years is too big of a gap. Yep, yep. I also realised something. I realised recently that it's best not to have any hopes when you're dating anyone. I mean, that sounds a little bit glass half empty. You know, I guess what was going through my mind when you were talking about it is that Dating is kind of like a process of elimination too, right? So yeah. when you go out with someone and you go, actually, I think you might be a bit old for me, you eliminate that. You kind of go, okay, that's something that I need to keep in mind when I'm dating. Yeah, yeah, that's And you right. kind of, you just, you, you find out what you like and what you don't yeah. like. Yeah, I don't like French kissing. I do like kissing on the lips, you know, yeah, in a course. different way. You can kind of start to unpick what works for you and but, what doesn't. What, what I mean is... um. The reason why I'm saying is that it's best not to have any hopes when you're dating anyone is because if you get your hopes too high, you you could be setting yourself up for disappointment and potentially um, disappointing the other person as well. Yeah, that's hard. Hey, you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to get their hopes up about anything. That's the difficult part for you, isn't it? Yes. Because I think you're pretty clear about what you don't like and what you like and what you want and what you don't want. Yeah, of course. You just don't want to hurt anyone, do you? No. No. I don't. It is hard when you're dating to do to navigate that. Because hurting a woman is literally one of the easiest things to do in life. <laughs> do you reckon? It's because women are more empathetic. Well, that's what I perceive, at least. In fact, I'm not even I'm not even afraid to be in touch with my emotions. No, I think you're really very in touch with your emotions and I think you are very in touch with being honest, which is fantastic, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And, be- and because women absolutely hate it when men lie to them. Yeah. I think anyone hates it when anyone lies to them. Yeah. Hey, so I guess dating is full of disappointments. It can be, yeah. It can be, it can be for sure. But I still want you to be hopeful because yeah. I believe there's someone for everyone. Um, and, you know, I think it's always good to have hope going into the date, but yeah. also to be open-minded about which direction it would go in. Don't get me wrong. I'm still on a quest for love, but it's just at the moment it's just kind of taken a bit of a backseat. Yep. Well, can I just say how proud I am of you? Because this year you took some really big risks and went on quite a few dates and... It was great because you really put yourself out there. How are they risks? Well, like we just said, you know, you risk disappointment. You risk getting your heart broken. You you risk, yeah. you know, not finding what you really want. 
you risk hurting other people. It's always a bit yeah. of a minefield, but you took those chances and you spent the time getting to know some people, and I think that's really cool, Michael. Yeah, I would agree because if if you don't take if you don't take any chances, you'll never find out for yourself. If you've never dated or been in a relationship, people that have experience in those things can give you these warnings all they want, but unless you unless you experience it experience it for real yourself, you'll never know. Correct. And look at how much experience you've got now compared to when you were on Love on the Spectrum. When you were on Love on yeah. the Spectrum, you hadn't been on any dates. Now, look, you've yeah. probably been on, what, a dozen dates. You've had yeah. your first French kiss. You've worked out what works for yeah. you, what doesn't work for you. You've still got yeah. some friendships as a result. It's really yeah. awesome. And so there was one other date that you went on which was pretty exhilarating. Yeah, and it was also a blind date. And speaking of which, this person I actually had had a late breakfast with with her yesterday. Oh, okay. So date number two. Yeah, Michael, this is exciting. Okay, so start from the beginning and tell us okay. about this blind date. This blind date. Um, she lives in the Illawarra herself. She's twenty three, and um. She um, joined me on a blind date doing skydiving. Unbelievable. Like, how exhilarating. It was on the 15th of November we did it. Now, I remember you sent me a message afterwards, so I know how you found it, but tell everybody how you found skydiving. Let me put it this way. It was a lot of fun, but it was also extremely terrifying. Yes. Um, when I, was, when I was going through the clouds, it was very cold. Yeah. And, and wait, hang on, b- before you jumped out of the plane, you're in this tiny plane. You're yeah. climbing up, up higher and higher and higher. What was going through your mind? I was like, okay, that's very high now. And were you regretting it at any time? Like, did you want to opt nope. out? No. And even, if I, and even if I wanted to opt out, um, it was too late. Yeah. Now, this was a tandem jump, right? So, you had somebody strapped to your back? Yep. So, when you were at the very opening of the plane, the door of the plane, yep. <laughs> describe what happened. I was starting to get starting to get a bit scared. I was like, oh, boy, that is extremely high. And when we got out of the plane, my skin started flapping. <laughs> and I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah, that's fear though, right? No, um, the, through the clouds, it was pretty cold and it felt like there wasn't a lot of oxygen in the air. Right. But that could be the fact that your body was struggling to to breathe because of the fear and adrenaline, yeah. right? Yeah, it must have been adrenaline, yeah. And when we were ascending down, I was, uh, I was yelling a lot. Yes. Out of fright. Yes. You were because you did send me the video and yeah, um, you were terrified. Yep. When I got to the ground, in my head, I said to myself, "I'm still alive." <laughs> did you kiss the ground? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, so tell me, where's your blind date at this point? Because oh. she's she's not strapped to your back. It's the instructor no. that's strapped to your back. So she, she had um, to jump separately. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yes. Okay. And she took it. Um, Better than I did. It wasn't her first time. Right. But for me, it was my first time. 
Now, how did this come about that you're on a blind date with a woman jumping out of an aeroplane? It was actually a paid opportunity for Destination Wollongong with through Born Bread Talent. Right. So this is you promoting Wollongong as a place to visit. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's my second time doing it. And so you'd never met the woman before? Nope. First impressions? She seems like a lovely girl. Like me, she's also half Greek. Okay, great. So you took her on a second date yesterday? Yeah, we just had um, breakfast together. And anything to report? Well, I didn't go. I didn't go with with any um, with many hopes. I just um, did it. Ca- I just went through it through with it casually and see how things went. And we decided that we'd like to see each other again. Wonderful, Michael. Mm. That is wonderful. And we enjoy each other's company. That's so great. You've Mm. had an incredible year, haven't you? Yeah, I would say I have. And look, for anyone who wants to see the skydiving video, and I highly, highly recommend it, because it is quite funny, Michael, you'll admit. It is? Well, there's one part when the air goes into your mouth and your lips are flapping everywhere. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) It's hilarious. Anyway, if you want to see it, go to Michael's Instagram page, Mr. A+. Yep, that's where you'll find it. And honestly, you will laugh. There's one moment, Michael, that made me laugh out loud. What was that? The instructor had pulled the parachute, so you were under the canopy of the parachute, and I think you were still quite petrified, weren't you? Yep. And I think he was pointing to something on the ground or maybe you were screaming <laughs> and and he said, are you okay? Are you okay? And you said, it's just I'm used to being on the ground. Yeah, that, that's right. Because I've never skydived before that's prior right. to this. Yeah. Anyway, I highly recommend it. Check out the video of Mr. A plus skydiving. Yeah. Wow, what an exciting year. Anything else that you look back over this year that's been a massive highlight for you, Michael? Yes, there's been quite a few of them, actually. Yeah? There was the time back in early August I did that TED Talk. Yes, that was amazing. Although, um, my talk was only about my life experiences and and how my views on success have changed. But I don't really see how that could inspire how that could be inspiring to people. Yeah, you can't see it, but other people can. And the Mm. other thing is, Michael, it's about, I guess, being able to say, well, that was who I was then and this is who I am now. Acknowledging that as humans we grow, yeah? Yes, that's right. And I also did did make a couple of new friends out of it, both of whom were on on the podcast this year. That's right. Esme James, the sex historian. and And Kirsten Banks, an astronomer. That's right. We've had some fantastic guests this year, really, haven't we? Yes, we certainly have. We had a lot of people that I have a lot of respect for. Mark Evan Jackson, who was my dream male guest. There was also Justin Clark, Susie Porter, Claudia Carvin. In fact, I have hopes of of working with them, and hopefully I would have one of them be be my mother in something. Yeah, you would love one of them to be your mother, wouldn't you? Yes, and the other two to be my aunties in something. Oh, we might have to write something for you, Michael. Yeah. 
You've had such a wide variety of guests, haven't you, from Hollywood superstars and voiceover artists and people that are writers for famous films. You've had friends. You've had actors from Australia. You've had comedians. You really have had an incredible smorgasbord of guests this year. Yes, I have. Our first guest for this year was Chelsea Peretti, who was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Gina Linetti. Yeah, what a way to start the year. Yes, I know. The following month, we had Stephanie Beatriz on as well. Incredible. She played Rosa Diaz, and she also voiced Mirabel Madrigal in Encanto. And we also had um, a very great friend of mine who was also on Love on the Spectrum, Jody Rogers, who's a oh. relationship expert. That was a wonderful chat. If you've missed that one, go back and have a listen to Jodie Rogers. She's a relationship expert who specialises in um, neurodiverse people, and it is a fantastic chat. She's an amazing human. She certainly is. I also chatted with a writer named Tess Morris who wrote that film Man Up. That was very amusing, that chat, especially when you both started swearing at the end of it. Yes, that was fun. (laughs) We also had um, the CMO of Yowie World, probably one of my top 10 podcasts. Yeah. But then again, I don't have any favorite episodes because they've all been great. I know. It's hard to have favorites. It's like when you have children, you can't pick a favorite. Of course. And we also had Abby Chatfield. That was a really fascinating chat, wasn't it? Because you were talking to her about what monogamy meant and also what happens in an open relationship. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yes, it is. But to be honest, I'm not even open to an open relationship. No, I'm not either. I'd rather be exclusive. Yeah, me too. A lot of people um, feel that way, but there are some people that really like the freedom and the idea of... um, being committed to someone, but not necessarily just having sex with that one person. So it's a fascinating thing. Two other guests that were also on the podcast are both directors, and I have a lot of respect for them. And they were both, and they, and they were the ones that started my legacy. Kian, who is the director of Love on the Spectrum, and Darren Ashton, a director that I would love to work with again. And you know what? If you haven't heard some of these episodes, I do encourage you to go back and listen because there are some amazing chats that you've had. And with summer holidays nearly here and Christmas time, a lot of people taking holidays and might be catching up on some podcast listening. Great opportunity to go back and have a listen to some of these incredible Mr. A Plus episodes. Yeah, of course. Our final guest for this year was Darren Hayes of Savage Garden. Incredible. What a man. Yep. What a chat. My, my parents absolutely love him. Oh, your mum, when she met him, when you were recording the podcast, yes. it was such a beautiful moment. And honestly, go back and listen to that because your mum, Vanessa Theo, was just about wetting her pants with excitement. Yes, I know. She was acting like a fangirl the whole time. <laughs> Good on her. That's great. But when, that's the thing. There's a difference between me and my mother. Whenever she encounters someone famous that she absolutely adores. She gets all excited, but I'm but I just remain composed. It's okay. You're allowed to get excited. Yeah, but I keep but I keep my um excitement contained, but for for a reason though. You dance on the inside, don't you, Michael Theo? Yeah, but it's also because I'm also trying to prove something to celebrities. I know what they're like on screen, but the, 
But my question is, what are they like off screen? Mm. And I never asked them the question, what's it like to be famous? Because I already have the answer. And it's the first thing from glamorous. <laughs> Here's the thing with acting. It's not about the fame or the awards or the notoriety or the recognition. It's about performing the craft and bringing joy and entertainment to, pe- to people so they can have something to to escape into from reality. Yeah. Because the entertainment we provide for people just just makes the the harshness of reality bearable. Hi everyone, I'm back once again to talk about one of my top favorite subjects, which is yaoi's, of course. In the World Wildlife Super Series, there are several species that are classified as critically endangered, which places certain species at an extremely high risk of becoming extinct in the wild. I want to talk talk to you all about some of the species that are critically endangered. I also learned this from the fact sheets that come in the yaoi capsules. So, let's get to it, shall we? First off, there's the black rhinoceros and the western lowland gorilla, which are both found in Africa. The black rhinoceros can run as fast as a car going 55 kilometers per hour. And the major threat towards the black rhinoceros is widespread poaching for its horns. Also unacceptable, isn't it? The western lowland gorilla are herbivorous apes found in the forests of Western Africa. The threats these these magnificent apes face are poaching and deforestation. Gorilla groups are led by males known as silverbacks, and gorillas weigh over 250 kilograms, which is the size as large as three adult humans. Amazing, isn't it? The Bactrian camel is a two-humped herbivorous mammal found on grasslands in Central Asia. The two humps on their backs store fat and water in order for camels to survive long periods of time without supplies. The major threat for for the Bactrian camel is habitat loss. These camels are able to handle sandy environments due to having a third eyelid, long eyelashes and nostrils that can close during sandstorms. It's really amazing what amazing abilities these creatures have. I would say that these animals have a lot more advantages over humans, wouldn't you say? Now, the Sumatran orangutan is only found on the Indonesian island of Sumatra. The orangutan is the only species of great ape found in Asia. And as I mentioned, they are only found in northern Sumatra and they are able to live up to 60 years in the wild. These beautiful apes spend almost all of their time in in the treetops but the older males spend much more time on the ground. Fun fact, orangutans are known for their ability to make and use tools to open fruits and extracting insects from trees and in the ground as well. Deforestation is extensive on the island of Sumatra and is the major threat to to this beautiful species of ape. Deforestation seems to be a very common threat these days but we have to do something about this now moving on the chinese pangolin is found in the forests of east asia and they are known as scaly anteaters that can curl up into balls for protection 
They also have long sticky tongues that can measure up to 40 centimeters, which they use to trap their food. They hunt for insects and dig up ants and termite nests at night. The Chinese pangolin is critically endangered due to poaching for food, which is not a good thing. Now, another species is the orange-bellied parrot, which is found on the Australian island of Tasmania. These birds are also critically endangered due to habitat loss and introduced predators. The plumage of these small birds include yellow on the front, green and blue wings, line of blue between the eyes, and an orange underbelly, hence its name. The fact that these species are critically endangered is highly concerning. We all must do our best to maintain conservation of all species of animals, regardless of their conservation status. For one thing, zoos are beneficial to endangered species because they have breeding programs and they keep animals safe from all dangers where they can be protected and respected. Personally, I prefer zoos and wildlife parks because in those places they can roam, roam about, do going about their daily lives and not provide entertainment for people. The, the reason why I have a lot of respect for and love going to zoos and animal park, wildlife parks is because they have extensive breeding programs which can help save the this many species from extinction or even become off and even save them from becoming critically endangered well everyone i hope that i have inspired you to want to do more for our planet i encourage all of you to play a part in saving our natural worlds I love and respect our animal kingdom so much to the point that I would even take a bullet for an animal. Yowie Ambassador, signing off. There was an award that you were nominated for this year too. Yeah, last month there was. But I can't take take much credit for that because you made it possible, Mandy. Oh, I think everybody knows the star of this show is you. Well, you're the one who, who entered it. I entered you into the Australian Podcast Awards and you were nominated as a finalist in the Best New Podcast category. And the yeah. awards night was sensational. I, I absolutely loved what you were wearing. And what was I wearing? You were wearing your beautiful suit that Ellen gave you and you were wearing a top hat. Yes. It was amazing. And it was quite an exciting night, wasn't it? It certainly was. But unfortunately, you did not win. Which I did feel slightly humiliated by. You shouldn't feel humiliated. It's not something you should feel humiliated. In fact, you should feel proud that you got that you were a finalist. But I was very happy to, happy to see that DM podcasts received the gold award for best network which was which was actually also a double win for me exactly in fact you want to know something that was really disappointing for me what i left the room to go to the toilet and when i came back everybody from dm podcast was on the stage getting the award and i missed it yeah well you're not the only one that's that's missed out on something because you had to go to the bathroom 10 years ago when i had my year 12 formal I was given the award of best laugh, but the thing is, I didn't get up to receive it because I was in the bathroom. (laughs) 
It's been well, 10 years and I haven't forgotten. No, I know. You feel like you've missed out, right? Yeah. But I was happy to receive the, that award. Yeah. Even though I was surprised about it. Well, we'll just enter again next year, Michael. We can enter you next year. Yeah. And see how you go there. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I would say that 2022 has been something of a phenomenal year for me. You first arrived at DM Podcasts in January, I believe. That's right. It's been 12 months and of, of us collaborating. And, we've, and by now, we've always struck a, uh, a magnificent, powerful friendship. I know. I really, really love your friendship, Michael, because we're really honest with one another. We yep. have a laugh. We're able to stir each other up, and I really enjoy it. Plus, I like it when a woman challenges me. I do challenge you too. I know that. Just like mum does. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, we're kind of a power duo, similar to me and my mother. We are a power duo. I like that. Yeah. We're going to do it all again next year. Yep. Another full year of, of podcasts. And hopefully more opportunity for you, Michael. Let's hope that there's a a writer or a director listening or someone in Australia, perhaps in the States, someone in Hollywood, who will just write you a role specific for you and get you to make your debut on screen. I think that would make me the happiest person in the world. Thanks. I forgot to add that um, another special guest I had this year spoke with me with one of my passions on railways. His name is Graham Cornish from the Puffing Billy Railway, which I'm still yet to visit. Well, next year, baby. Lots of great stuff to look forward to next year. Yep, definitely. Well, Mandy, I look forward to to doing this year all over again next year. Yeah, me too. With another great year of podcasts and great conversations and stirring each other up. Yeah, absolutely. But I also have some words I'd like to um, end the podcast with. Okay. Have you written a poem? Nope, it's not a poem. Is it a song? No. I'm not a singer. Is it a quote? Let's just say it's some wisdom that has been passed down to me. Okay. I'm all ears. Remember these words. The storm always passes, but when the sun breaks through, all that's left are beautiful rainbows. That's beautiful, Michael. Well, much love and rainbows to you as you head into the Christmas season. Yes, of course. I look forward to it. We'll do it all again next year. Yep. But I still recommend that everybody takes care of themselves and always stay safe. Well, I'll chat to you next year, pal. Yep, I'll chat to you then. Thanks for your time, Mandy. And thank you for such a phenomenal year. Thanks, legend. Sayonara. Ciao. Avidazin. Adivadurchi. Uh au revoir. <laughs> Come on, you've got one left. Come on. Gesundheit. <laughs> Ciao.